that man's coming santa claus hello 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 everybody out there in listening land i am user 1.5 of the black jackson estate podcast and you are listening to our 12 days of christmas seasonal special episode seven i am joined today by user one and user q how are you guys doing Merry Christmas from Australia, folks, where it is a summertime Christmas. So for the Christmas Carol here, in my head, it would probably be um, probably be Kylie and Denny Minogue um, Christmas song where they're singing about it's 100 degrees because there's a good chance it could be Fahrenheit 100 degrees for Christmas. Wow. And it is not fun. I remember a few years ago, it was well over 100 degrees at Christmas and we had driven down to uh, a family's like farm about 25 minutes, half an hour down south and they had a pool and everyone was just like in the pool or around the pool because it was just oppressively hot. You could not do anything but hopefully not, yeah, hopefully not hot like that this year. Hopefully I'll be working every day. To be honest, I start work on 9.30 in the morning, Christmas day. Got two flights to operate that day. So yeah. Oh my goodness. That's not, that's, that takes all the cheer out of Christmas, doesn't it now? Well, yeah, I'll make up for it on Christmas Eve. So I'll make the most of it for the week leading up to Christmas that I have days off, but that's okay. I can avoid some family drama on Christmas Day and go to work. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Keep it positive. Yeah. Well, we'll just be, be kind to those who are working. Be kind to people that are working over Christmas because it is not easy. Make it easy for them. Be nice. Mm. Just Amen. Do what you need to do. Go into the shops or sit down in your seat that you bought on the airplane. It's allocated seating. It's not that hard. Just look at the number on your ticket. It is hard for people, Q. We've all been on a plane where we're like, don't you have an assigned seat? Just sit in it. Like, what are you doing? Put your seatbelt on and sit down. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Words of wisdom from Q. Get on the plane and observe plane etiquette. And also, don't treat people who are working on Christmas like they work for you. Q, I'm glad that you work for the bougies. And that people have some some sense and some manners, so they not all people, but most, yes, luckily, most of them, right? So you'll have a good working Christmas, and hopefully, everyone will be all smiles. Uh, I will make sure of it. That's my mission on Christmas. I I bring Christmas decorations. I'll be wearing like Christmas get up stuff. I have battery operated Christmas lights that I'm going to put on my food cart. I'm there to have a good time. That's right. That's right. And you people who get on his flight better have a good time too. Not you people. You people. <laughs> Use people. Use guys. Listen, we are on day seven of our 12 days of Christmas. Here at the Black Jackson Estate, this is the brainchild of user one. And I will never, ever, as long as I live, let her forget 
that she la, has la, us la, doing la, 12 la, consecutive la, la, la. episodes in December. <laughs> but we have Q on, which makes it all the better. And we are going to finish our top 10 list of vintage Michael Jackson ads. Are you guys excited about finishing our list? Oh, yeah. It's some interesting yeah, some stuff up here. Yeah, it's some, some pretty interesting stuff on this list. Let's do so, it. So let me ask you guys, before we jump into the list today, what's your favorite ad from yesterday's episode? Q, I'll let you Dr. take Pepper. this one away. Go right ahead. Dr. Pepper. Dr. I knew he was going to say that. I know he was going to say that. Yeah. Dr. Pepper. That's a good one. That's a really I'm a good Peppa, one. I'm gonna... You a Pepper. Blame it on the sunshine. We all in the moonlight. Pepper yeah. in the... So Pepper in... <laughs> That's a good one. User one. I'm going to go with the Apple bits just for the, the, the like, ah, of it all. Like, that's such a big thing. And I'm a, and this is their first. So I'm going to go yeah. with the first being my favorite. Yeah. Iconic. It is a good one. Yeah. I definitely, I love the Dr. Pepper. I said that yesterday. I love the jingle. It gets stuck in your head, man. Don't listen to it, guys. Cause if you listen to it, you're going to be singing it the rest of the day. I promise you that. All right. Well, let's see if we can get some more things that everybody's going to be singing for the rest of the day. And I think I have one. It is our number six vintage Michael Jackson ad, the California Raisins ad from 1989, where Michael is singing Heard It Through the Grapevine. Michael Jackson. So here's the story behind the, the California Raisins ad. So Michael Jackson is sitting at home one day minding his business, okay, as Michael Jackson does. He sees a California Raisins commercial. So he calls the animator of the raisins because i mean why not the guy's name is will vinton he calls him up and he says listen man i just want to tell you that i love the claymation raisins i love the ad and will says to michael well, why don't you become a raisin yourself so michael because it's michael is like that's a great idea and he actually went into the studio and designed his claymation alter ego to his exact specifications. So Michael actually designed his claymation self for the commercials and he choreographed the dance moves in the commercial, set the virtual stage. He was involved in everything and a commercial was born. The commercial originally was shown in theaters, but later it was moved to television in 30 and 60 second ad spots. And trivia, without looking at the notes which i'm sure you guys already have but that's okay will worked with michael jackson on these other two iconic michael jackson projects does anybody know what they were i, I didn't cheat, cheat I so i don't looked, know i looked at the oh notes. we didn't cheat I, <laughs> I looked at the notes i'm sorry oh okay so okay so q already knows user one yeah what other two projects did will Vinton will michael jackson will Vinton. Well, that's his name man huh i don't know that man <laughs> I don't know that man. I don't know that. I really do. I feel like Kiki Palmer. I'm sorry to this I'm man. I'm sorry to I this could, man. He could be walking down okay. the street and I wouldn't know who he was. I don't, <laughs> well, I don't know that he's man. He's dead. So if he's walking down the street, uh, you got bigger uh, problems. not walking down the street. <laughs> so, Will, Will, stay where you at. Q, I'm going to let you do the honors. Which other two Michael Jackson projects did Will work on? Will Vinton also worked with MJ on Captain EO and speed demon from moonwalker with all yeah. of those amazing claymation effects in yes. uh, both of those films absolutely and you can totally see that right like when i watched this commercial back i remember seeing this so this commercial is 1989 i remember seeing 
first of all, California raisins was a big thing. I don't know where the 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 idea of having singing raisins came from, but it was a huge, huge thing in the late 80s, early 90s. My grandmother had little California raisin action figures sitting on her windowsill in the kitchen, just random ones. Like it was a big Jeez. thing. But when you watch the ad, you can 100% see Speed Demon in that. Like yeah. you're like, this looks like this looks like that, right? But Michael singing also heard it through the grapevine, which everybody in their mama has covered this song. Michael does it in his own way, and it is absolutely fantastic. User Q, user one, what do you guys think of this ad? And I mean, I guess we're selling raisins, but it felt more like a cartoon almost like a like a movie like a show i love the california raisins and uh claymation michael in this ad looks uh jafar looks like claymation michael in Who? This ad. Jafar, his nephew jafar oh no look at it you're you talking it. about you talking about jafar the human jafar look, looks like, like a claymation looks person? like the claymation was meant to look like michael i'm saying that's how much he looks like michael. Oh, okay you're he saying looks like that in a positive a way yeah, yeah. It's, okay. a it's a compliment like, am i lying like have you, like claymation michael and jafar i'm like that's jafar yeah these them jackson jeans are strong y'all just want to throw that out there like it's to, like that looks like yeah, that's yeah, I'll give him that. I thought it was super cute. Um, of course, like they did they went all out for the commercial, and the commercial is just like phenomenal. I think it's cute, like adults will find it cute, kids will find it fun, you know. Um, and adults will look at it and find it cute and funny. I'm glad Michael was involved. Uh, if you like raisins, <laughs> I guess if you like raisins, this is actually really cute or whatever. But did they put these in like uh did they put these little figurines in in some sort of fast food box for kids or something? Did this come in a fast food box? One of the figurines? It feels very like McDonald's. Because I'm on I'm on eBay and it's tough. So I see Hardee's and I oh I Hardee's. Just, well, I don't know them. if that's true, but that because it's eBay. But it says Hardee's. Q, do you know what Hardee's is? I think it's a burger place you have over there. Is that am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's well back in the day it was like burger and burger plus they had fried chicken they had bone-in chicken <laughs> yeah they had like actual like whole chickens fried they had uh it's a very it was it started as a southern restaurant didn't it start in north carolina i'm pretty I sure it started in know. north carolina but it, i think you might be right yeah because i waited on the guy who actually started huh, funny story guys when i was in when i was waiting tables uh many years ago i actually waited on the guy his name was carl and Hardy started as Carl's Jr. <laughs> um, I actually waited on him and he told me the story of how he started Hardy's with his Really? Thing. Yeah, it was it was a random and I was too young to really, really appreciate what he was telling and me. And to get his information so you could get a job Correct. Or Correct. Correct. Right. So I was how young was and dumb. Carl's Jr. related to Hardy's. Oh they yeah. Were, they, yeah, there's something. Yeah, what's they were the like partners like it was uh carl and then the the guy's name was last name was hardy his partner's last name was hardy um oh. but they started it as like carl's jr or carl's hardy or something like that anyway then they had a big blow up and they split into two different franchises one is hardy's Rivals. and one is carl's jr. yeah yeah okay there is actually a few carl's jr places in australia i don't oh. think we have any over here in western australia but i pretty sure there's one 
in Brisbane Airport, and also there's one in pretty sure in Docklands in Melbourne. Unless I'm confusing like rare American burger chains in Australia, I'm pretty sure they are Carl's Jr., but we don't have Hardee's at all. And a lot yeah, of the Hardee's yeah, are closed, honestly. So yeah, but they do get good burgers. I ain't gonna front. I think they did. You could get these in Hardee's. Okay, that's cool. They either were. I didn't know I'm that. Look, I'm looking online. It says free with the dessert, or you could pay ninety nine cents for one. It looks like, and they had the whole mo. You know, they had a bunch of commercials, so it wasn't just Michael. Michael's yeah. like a part of the string of commercials where they had like singing raisins. So yeah, that's that's you know, like again, like back in the day, you know, it was some treats that came with the things you bought. Now you'd barely get what you pay for. Right, you got to beg for condiments to go with your food because. <laughs> They're like, oh, you need to catch up with that? Oh, 25 extra cents per pack. McDonald's. Let's just go ahead and say who the culprit is, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> and I don't even go over there like that. And that's why I don't go over there. That's part of why I also don't do yeah. my stomach right. But you can't, you, they don't even give you ketchup. Anyway, that's beyond the scope of our our our, our, our episode. Yeah, yeah these well, raisins not a were... McDonald's bash session today. <laughs> we'll do that oh, later. It could be easily. It could <laughs> right. be easily. <laughs> Okay, but to go back in and talk about the Hardys. Okay, so here is the official official. Okay, they had these the small non posable California raisin mm. figures mm-hmm. at the restaurant chain for Hardys as part of the promotion for for its cinnamon and raisin biscuit. Okay, that makes Ooh, I sense. I bet that was delicious. I bet you that know, was delicious. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> I can already. How have y'all decided it tastes good? Why? Because it said biscuit, because I can feel it in my soul. Because Hardys used to be it. <laughs> yeah, cinnamon and raisin. They probably put a little drizzle of some kind of icing or some little sweet sauce on it or honey or something. You just, now y'all wishing you, you could get this biscuit back in the 80s. So <laughs> the different co- the different collections were produced in 87, 88, which would be the year Michael did his, right? 91 and in 2001, the latter adding Carl Jr.'s due to the late 90s acquisition of Hardee's. Um, so the rivals got bought out by the other rival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scandalosa. Yeah. I know. We need to like. I really wish I had gotten that man's information because I need now. I need to know the update and the tea. I was just trying to get him out of my section at the time, but anyway. <laughs> and he and he was a millionaire, first of all, and well. two. He was in Red Lobster eating biscuits, honey. He That's was not talking about me. Be. No, what I'm not saying about? he wasn't a millionaire. I'm just saying I was trying to get him the hell out of Red Lobster so I yeah. could get my next table. That's but he was very nice. Be. That's what it Sir, if you're still alive, sir, because that was probably like 15 listening years. To this, but go ahead. Sir, if you're still alive and you're listening to the Black Chicks Sister podcast. That's we're fine. But this on. was we're gonna, we're this was really big. But this was really big. Michael got a part of something actually that was really big. Did y'all know they made a Nintendo game for the California raisins? What, what kind of game does the raisin? What do you do? Run through it's the grape called. Line? Listen, listen. It's called the Grape Escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I hate it here. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> it never got released it. it never got released on the open market so good. That just... i wonder why good, <laughs> good. competing with mario i can see him like oh, swinging man. through the grapevine trying to like jump from leaf to leaf or something something ridiculous oh my gosh y'all we did everything in the 80s and 90s was wild if you won't hear then i hate it for you it was a wild time y'all it was really wild the 80s it the was. 90s and when michael put blanket over the balcony wild time <laughs> <laughs> that scene lives rent free in my head in everybody's mind him, in everybody's along mind. with him saying i had him strong and tight anyway <laughs> 
Well, he did. He's got those giant <laughs> hands, so we know that is true. But still, you coming through with the Michael tag, the, fans the Michael fan tagline on cue. Yeah, yeah. He the did. Fans have wanted did. to see him. I was trying to let them <laughs> see the baby. Anyway, okay, we digress. Okay, well, the California raisins was a huge thing in the late 80s, early 90s. And Michael Jackson, because it's Michael Jackson, was, of course, a part of the California Raisin craze. All right, we're going to move on to our next vintage MJ ad. And it is one that I chuckled at when I put it on this list. It is the (laughs) Michael Jackson cologne slash perfume slash all de toilette. I don't even know how to, I don't know French. Okay, Mystique de Michael Jackson and Legend de Michael Jackson uh, from 1992. So the ads, the commercials that they had for this particular fragrance use Michael Jackson's existing songs. So there's one ad that has Remember the Time as the base of it. There's another ad that Q sent that had The Way You Make Me Feel as the base for the ad but it uses michael jackson's existing uh shots reels footage he didn't do anything new for this cologne there except was the a holographic right except for the holographic cover there was a specifically i think for that for the hologram and according to the ad if you moved it michael smiled and looked like he was looking at you the holographic cover with Michael's face was on the bottle and the bottle was billed as a collector's item. It actually was. If you guys will think back into the archives of 12 Days of Christmas, and I guess this is a full circle moment. It is a repackaging of the teen fragrances from the 1980s that Michael had that them kids said smelled bad. <laughs> so- <laughs> I remember that. The key so, said it stunk. Uh, it that sold the the perfume sold for nineteen ninety five each back in nineteen ninety two. I'm gonna do some inflation math on that while we're talking about it. Uh, but guys, users, what do we think about the Mystique de Michael Jackson and Legend Jackson Legend fragrances? Can I just say I think the the television ad that I sent in. It screams like community TV station television. <laughs> <ad>. <laughs> it is so, so low budget and just bad. And like you're saying, this is for like 1992. This, it's so bad. I thought it was from the 80s. Yeah, I did too. Even. Yeah. I did too until I started doing research. I was yeah. like, oh God, we're How way up in, in there. Because yeah. think of it at this time, who's he best mates with? Miss Liz Taylor. She's out there earning oh, a trillion yeah. dollars from mm-hmm. white diamonds. Yeah. Which is yeah. classy as hell. Mm-hmm. And then he's rolled, he's like put his music and name to this community TV station thrown together <laughs> ad and these $20 bottles of 80s 1980s perfume which looks like dollar store yeah I'm like could you not you know leverage your friendship with Liz Taylor a little bit to get some class like the hologram is cool I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be honest the hologram get some class is, get some class Michael this is so low budget <laughs> 
a hologram well, is cool. And really, twenty dollars, I'll pay for that for a hologram. Oh, well, it ain't twenty dollars. No, okay. how much was oh, the inflation okay. calculator? So this is in U.S. Well, the equivalent. Dollars. Yeah, what's the equivalent? This is in U.S. dollars, guys. So it, whatever country you're in, then plug this into your own calculator for the conversion. Okay, so it twenty dollars in nineteen ninety two is forty three dollars and eighty six cent today. Ain't so no almost way. fifty dollars. Ain't no way. <laughs> no. No. For you this, go buy white diamonds. <laughs> right, right. Go get some white diamonds. You can get you a whole white diamond set for like twenty five dollars now. Let me tell you, with why the, would with you the lotion buy, and the perfume? But why would you buy a fragrance sight unsmelled? Like there, it wasn't in stores, <laughs> <laughs> so you just had to trust that it was worth you purchasing. Right, and 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 by and and now if you, we go on history with the last time Michael tried to sell us a fragrance, the kids said it stunk. Even the so, kids said it was bad. Now you know it's bad if the kids say it's bad because so they don't even you watch. buy this. Yeah, you're just a real fan at this point because I, I saw a part of the advertisement was to promote the idea that the bottle was a collectible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and if I'm know, not mistaken, any of these. Ladies, do you have any of these? Oh, oh no. no, no, oh uh-uh. no! And you know what? Uh-uh. You made a good point about Elizabeth. I forgot all about Liz. What was he thinking? He should have asked her. And look at what look at the picture. Y'all. These were extra left over from the eighties. They had to do something with them. They said, "Listen, let's slap something new on them." What's thing is sitting on? I feel like I got you know one that looks like a little doily something from somebody's grandma grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> This I is mean, terrible. And according to the ad, the bottles came with some kind of stand in the bottle so that you could like prop it one. up properly. Do you, you got one? I've got, Did, I've it, got okay. my, can I just say, God bless everyone's favorite hairdresser, my hairdresser who I have been going to for probably like near on 20 years. It would be approaching that, I'm sure. Um, she bought me. Uh, the white one in the picture that we're looking at, there's like a mm-hmm. white bottle with gold lines across it and Michael's name. So I don't know if that, I'm guessing that could be the female one. Maybe they used the black one for the legend, the men, Michael Jackson one. Um, and bless my beautiful hairdresser, Victoria. She gave me it as a gift and it's sitting on a oh, shelf. Sweet. I have not smelt it because I'm scared to smell it. Don't do it. Don't do it, kid. It's gonna mess it up for you. Just look at the pretty package. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll upset you if you smell. First of all, it's a thousand years old. Second, it didn't smell good in '92. So, <laughs> or in the '80s. So in 2023, going on 24, it's gonna be worse. It's a skunk. It's yeah. a skunk. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. It's gonna be like that time I went to the uh, I went to a Titanic exhibit and they had like a perfume that they had retrieved from the ocean and you no. could like smell it and when I tell you I almost threw up a little bit I was like this is the worst <laughs> idea why did y'all think that I feel like that's it's the equivalent of that with this this fragrance um I I don't know why Michael thought this was a good idea other than the hologram the hologram is cool for 1992 it's very cool very Very different very like cutting edge but But what are you supposed to do with it collect it it. (laughs) turn it so it changes when you look at it so michael can look at you in a different angle yeah and that's it like good for y'all but the ads had pieces of music videos and music in it so i guess if just for that maybe it was worth it you got to hear bits of michael's music on tv randomly when the commercials came on on your community tv station 
<laughs> We're going to leave it on that positive note. And we are going to go into our number eight classic Michael Jackson ad. It is the Moonwalker ad from 1988 from Australia. It's the one that Q sent us. And I actually have never seen this ad at all. So this is one of the ads that I hadn't seen before. Moonwalker, of course, was billed in the ad as a movie like no other. It is an anthology music film from Michael Jackson. They say, and I quote, the music, the madness, the magic, the man, Michael Jackson. I love that alliteration. It was released in theaters in Europe and South America, but not in the United States. We talked about why it wasn't released in the United States on a previous episode. Don't remember which one, but we'll try to link it in the show notes for you guys so you can go back and listen. User one. What did you think about this Moonwalker ad? Like, would this have made you go to the theaters to see it? Well, yeah, I feel like everything has to be tempered with. Do I mean? Do you are you asking this question as if I'm a Michael Jackson fan or as if I'm just like a we're regular, asking as a random person? A ra- like a, because a, that's what ads are meant for, right? Ads are meant to the the fans know about it, right? Like the fans already have their ear to the ground and they kind of know what the buzz is, right. even in even in 1992, 1988. I'm sorry, with this. So as a regular regular watching TV, sitting on your couch eating you know twinkies with your feet up would this mm-hmm. make you want to run to the movie theater and see moonwalker uh i would say no like the average person no i don't think that that's that's gonna be what you start to imagine you want to go do um but again like as a fan of course you know that's that's another thing but I think once we get to Michael and we start talking about what he was trying to do in the 80s with, with uh, Moonwalker, from a general public perspective, it's it's a miss. Moonwalker is best digested from a general public perspective as the individual, like the vi- vi- visuals Different that are involved. Videos, yeah. Right. So I don't. So no. So the the answer is no. Um, and I also think it just like it doesn't hit. I just think at this point he's known to be the guy to give you um, the, the really good music videos. And I don't think beyond that, there's a lot of appetite. So I would say no. Okay. Q, what about you? If you were just a casual, as as our dear friend Taj called them, the uninformed, misinformed general public, would the Moonwalker ad that we've seen make you want to run to the theater or you guys call it the cinema, which I think is so cute. I love that. Would you want to run to the cinema to see this film? Yes, definitely. This would have been like, and I'm actually trying to quickly Google what were big films in Australia in 1988, because I don't know how I would have missed this. The moon, And I possibly would have become a, Michael Jackson fan a few years earlier than what I did. I do remember absolutely renting this on VHS mm. from like the video store. Yeah. Um, Q, tell the tell the children tell the children about renting at the video store, please, because they have no idea. Oh. They turn on Netflix and hit play. Well, sit back, everyone, and enjoy this <laughs> tale from another Vignette. time. <laughs> Your parents would have to drive you down to like a strip mall 
or a shopping center and there would be a place called in the US I'm guessing Blockbuster was your big one was there yeah. other big chains mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, no, really. Uh, it was what, what was they the had one by like, our house? Movie time was movie the one by time, our house. and yeah. I don't know if that was a chain or not, but movie time was another one. Yeah, yeah, we had Video Easy was our probably really big one, um, or Jumbo Video I think was another one. But it was an event. Your parents would take you there. They would say the deal is you could get like uh, like maybe three weekly movies and one overnight movie. And when they said overnight, they meant overnight. You had yeah. to then drive back down the next yeah. day to return this VHS or a little bit later DVD, return it the next day. Otherwise, you get a fine on mm-hmm. your account that you have mm-hmm. to pay. But they would do deals and you would walk up. It's like a library full of videos instead of books. And you would walk up each aisle and try and pick a movie to get the deal. And yeah. it was great fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, it was a a, a family event. You would go and you would, you'd be like, oh, I want to watch this. You guys want to watch this? What is this about? They would have movies playing in the background. It was a good, good time. Good time. And a little bit later, you would do it with your high school friends. Like I yeah. doing it with you know, friends. You'd have movie nights at your friend's house. Like you'd have sleepovers and go down and rent movies and you know, eat your junk food and stuff, and it was fun. Try and pick a movie. It was great fun. Mm-hmm. Good times, and it, yeah. and it was and it was a lot of stress because you guys had to decide together, so like, okay, yeah. we're going to do this movie and this movie, and don't let it be and, like a, a new release that everyone was wanting oh, to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. You would get there and they would be like, we don't got no more, or you would have to <laughs> reserve it. Like the, the <laughs> yeah, you sophisticated it. was <gasps> would let you reserve it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then the and new then ones you could only like, reserve for like a day. Five more minutes, right? If you get five minutes, hurry up and get out of here. The yeah. pressure—it <laughs> was so much pressure. It was so much. But anyway, you guys, y'all don't, ha- y'all have no idea. We lived no in the wild, wild west. You have no idea. But um, anyway, I'm times. sorry. But hold on. But Q, I want to say this too because I think he's making a good point. Actually, about I'm going like I don't think it really would work. And and Q's looking at this from a different market perspective as well, right? So in America, being the home of like. Hollywood and movies this is not going to work which is why they didn't release it here this is not going to yeah. work it's not going to people aren't going to go see this in America however in other major markets that are big Michael Jackson markets you know where he's going to make a profit but they're not competing with the Hollywood machine necessarily in the same way this works or this may work mm-hmm. um and so we see it be released in Europe and in South America I just think it would have got crushed in American cinema in the Can I say a few films that were the biggest films of the year? Not in Australia. I'm guessing this is US box office I'm looking at. So it would have been competing against Who Framed Roger Rabbit. (gasps) I love that movie. That's a great one. Oh my God, I love that movie. That's a fantastic one. Yeah. Coming coming to America. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Another one. (laughs) Good morning, Michael going down. Who? Good morning, Vietnam. Vietnam. I know that one. Yep, I've seen that. I've seen that, and I'm not even a fan, and I've seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big, which I think is a Tom Hanks film. Big, Big. yes, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crocodile Dundee 2. Yep, Crocodile Dundee. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Three Men and a Baby. Oh yep. yeah, with mm-hmm. Arnold was it Arnold Schwarzenegger in that one? No, I thought, Bruce Willis. A, no, who was yep, it? Yep, Bruce yep. Willis. Okay, was it? Hang on, no, in my, no, it wasn't. Was it Tom Selleck? 
Is it the guy with the hair? They all have hair. You right in the eighties. They all had good hair. Everybody had hair in the eighties. <laughs> good, nice hair. I don't Glowing. Know who it was Bruce Willis. I think I'm wrong. But there was a whole series of the three men and a baby. Uh huh. Yeah. They do not make movies like that anymore at no. all. Uh, Die Hard, Moonstruck, Cocktail, Beetlejuice. Mm, yeah, good you stuff. Know, good stuff. This was a good era yeah. for films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got Michael Jackson with Moonwalker. And like, let's be clear, Moonwalker was like Beyonce's Lemonade before Beyonce's Lemonade, right? It was a visual album, basically, is what it was. Um, They didn't call it that. He called it an anthology album. And I really think, wasn't this around the time that Michael allegedly was supposed to be doing like a greatest hits or something like that album uh, through Sony, like the early 90s or something? So I think Michael in his mind was was <laughs> in his mind winding down his career so like this never came out in the u.s so there's nothing really for us to compare it to there's there, there because there is no market for it because we never got it so i just think it's fascinating to see the ad for, that was played in australia and subsequently all over europe and i'm sure south america basically telling you to run to the theater because you're going to see this incredible michael jackson visual that you something that you've never seen before and i think i would have gone to see it you know i think i would have been like huh this sounds interesting well like what's michael gonna do because you already know he's a great entertainer so like what is he doing now i think i would have gone to see it I do think the ad is a little bit misleading that it doesn't sort of demonstrate that it's like an anthology collection put in one film. It shows a lot of the smooth criminal storyline, special Mm -hmm. effects, you know, all of car chasing and spaceship and guns and bad guys and stuff like that. And you think that is going to be the film and then you'd go in and you'd go what the hell is this? This is (laughs) not what was in the ad. So I think they did a bit of a bait and switch with the marketing. Can you imagine though, seeing smooth criminal that lean in the theater? Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. Estate, John Branca, Vlad, get on your job. Release smooth (laughs) criminal in 4k in theaters so we can watch the entirety of it on the big screen as it was meant to be seen. Thank you so much, sir. All right, we are going to move on to our ninth vintage Michael Jackson ad. And this one is for the 1995 HBO special One Night Only. On July 25th, 1995, pop superstar Michael Jackson revealed that he would be participating in a television special called Michael Jackson One Night Only. It was supposed to be an intimate concert filmed in New York at Beacon Theater. uh, And it was going to be filmed on the 8th and 9th of December and then exclusively aired on HBO on December the 10th. So think 30th anniversary-esque with a shorter turnaround. One Night Only was ultimately canceled days before it was scheduled to be broadcast because Michael had to be rushed to the hospital after collapsing during rehearsals on December the 6th. And he wasn't released from the hospital until the 12th, which is two days after the special was supposed to air. But what we did get from HBO who were promoting this leading up to the actual event was this really kind of interesting ad commercial 
telling people that they want to watch Michael Jackson on HBO on December the 10th because they are going to see something incredible, something up close, something personal, something that they have never seen before from the king of pop. Q, I'm going to start with you on this one. How do you feel about, first of all, the story behind this one night only and was the ad effective? Would you have now, guys, remember HBO at this point was, for all of our youngins, pay-per-view, essentially. Or you had cable with HBO and you paid separately for HBO. So HBO was not like HBO Max. You weren't just streaming and paying a monthly subscription. You paid per whatever you wanted to watch. So people would have had to pay a special fee to see Michael Jackson for this one night only. What do you think about the ad? Would it would you have paid to see him in 1995? Yes. Definitely. Like it's not the best ad. Like I that purse there's a person sort of playing it. I don't think it's Michael Jackson that's dancing in this ad. I think it's like someone else they've got to fill in to film the dancing that they've got happening in New York. So I don't think that's actually MJ in the ad legit so that makes it a little bit low budget as an Mm -hmm. advertisement but the concept they would have sold me on that for sure and yes if I was you know trying to see this I would have paid for it and if it had gone ahead it would have been one of the most iconic things I think MJ would have done in this era for sure and it's a shame that it didn't happen yeah I think I think also it's a concept that doesn't really happen as much now, but you sort of remember, like remember the 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 divas would do those concerts together. Yeah, like um, you know, Whitney Houston mm-hmm. and different artists divas unplugged, live. like yeah, yeah divas mm-hmm. live and MTV unplugged specials. They don't really do that now, but they were such huge things in this era of music and visual music. They were concerts that you would watch. And they were amazing. And they sort of took these iconic people out of those mega concerts and huge video clips that you would see on MTV and put them on a stage and strip it back to show their talent. And I think the original concept for this would have been that, but then Michael doesn't do things small. So it ended up, I think, being this mega production that just got so big and so crushing for him. Like, you know, we've heard from people that worked on it and, you know, the dangerous song was going to be this amazing concept. And mm-hmm. I just think it got so big that it sort of would have been such a spectacle and either that would have been amazing, but also I think the original concept, which maybe this grew from, like a stripped back MJ on a stage one night only. I think that if it had been a simple thing as well, would have been equally as spectacular and iconic. Absolutely. And I think about, so this is in 95 July is when it was announced. It was supposed to happen in December of 95. 95 is also his, what I think is iconic MTV BMA performance. Right. Uh, And so I think about if Michael had done a fraction of what he did at MTV, which I'm sure this was, like you said, it was going to be larger than that, right? Because he got, what, 15, 17 minutes or something like that on MTV. This 
could have potentially been the show of 1995. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. The show, because Michael was still hot. He's coming off of the History album. You Are Not Alone was number one for I don't even know how many weeks. He's coming off of, of a huge brand new album. People are seeing him, hearing him in a different way, seeing him in a different light at this point, because now he's gone through and come out on the other side of all the bullshit, you know, from the allegations and all of that. This could have been amazing. I don't love the advertisement. It looks like fake Michael. I agree with you. I don't think it's Michael. It looks like fake Michael walking through New York, basically walking through the city and stopping at this little marquee sign that says Beacon Theater. Like what? <laughs> I don't this know. Is User... Michael with the, this is Michael with the good hair era too. I love this. Hair. Oh, that short bob, honey. Listen, Ooh, that bob that with the bob. waves in it mm-hmm. did it for me. Yep. Did it, Michael with did the good it. hair, and yeah, and and, and if you guys want to, this we probably should dig deep a little deeper into this whole, uh, this whole could have been but wasn't. Damien Shields, a good friend of the pod and of User Q. I wrote a really good article about this entire period and this uh, performance that did not happen. And you can find it on DamienShields.com inside Michael Jackson's 1995 one night only special that never was. It's a really good read. Um, But yeah, I think, yeah, the advertisement wasn't that great. I think what was good about it was this idea of they were really focusing in on it being an intimate sort of show and I think that's the selling point that if you're if you're especially if you're a big fan even a casual fan that's that's a selling point versus it being this you know you know stadium event right where it's like ugh, I don't really want to do that but something smaller where you can really get even maybe feel like you're getting a more intimate view of him right because if you're in a stadium of 70,000 people He's just performing for you guys. He's inhaling the energy and the love, but it's just like a sea of fish, you know, at that point. The people are just dots in the in the horizon. And so doing something where people are, you, he can see their faces maybe a little more and he can maybe talk to them and, uh, you know, take a different approach. I think that's the selling point for this. I think it would have been really cool to see it come to life. Yeah, I mean, the the world of coulda, shoulda, wouldas with Michael Jackson is so large. Like, I think as fans, we oh, can kind of yeah. sit back and just say like, oh, I wish this would have happened or this would have been a great, like, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like, we call them dream matches where there may be like two wrestlers from different promotions, but they're kind of on the same level. And you're like, I'd love to see this person wrestle this person. Like, I feel like there are so many dream matches with Michael Jackson that we didn't get. And this, honestly, is probably one of them. All right. So we are, uh, sadly, at the end of our episode today, rounding out our top 10 Michael Jackson vintage ads. And first, I want to say, Q, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been absolutely fantastic. You've been here for the last two episodes. We love you. Thank you so much for coming. I love you guys so much. And please extend my love out to Ashley as well. Um, I know how busy Ashley is, and she's probably in recovery from all the work she's been doing. <laughs> what, it's a lot. Like, it's a lot. 
we all do a lot but um please extend my love to ashley but i love you both and thank you so much for having me back and merry christmas to all the listeners and be kind to each other uh but i love your show and i always look forward to the 12 days of christmas episodes but i never miss an episode and thank you for all the work that you do and i hope that you enjoy talking about this last ad because I've got to say it's one of my favorites. I can't wait. I'm excited too. So our last ad is the Michael Jackson eSonic. Is that how you pronounce this, Q? eSonic? Yeah, I would say okay. eSonic. This is also, this is now this is the second ad that I had never seen. Sonic is a video disc baby portable video CD player. That is, say that five times fast. Uh, so this equipment was released for the Asian market only because VCDs or video CD players are very common in Asian countries. And I honestly have no idea what a VCD is. I didn't know what it was until we started looking, until I started looking this up. So Michael signed a deal in 1997 with the Esonic company for the production of three different VCD players. One was black and it was a VCD slash CD player. One was silver. It was another VCD slash CD player. And one was a silver VCD slash DVD player, which is bigger than the regular vcd players did y'all catch that that was a lot of abbreviations so you can see michael jackson's uh feet and gold logo they are on the inside of the vcd flip case when you open it and when you actually insert a vcd or a cd michael jackson actually moonwalks across the screen so this equipment it was relieved in I'm sorry, was released in Asia only. And basically in the ad, Michael is dancing around with children. He hands one of them the VCD player and he says, I'll bring you to the future. Guys, I can't wait to talk about this. Q, let me ask you this. I know you're not in an Asian country, but have you seen one of these eSonic video disc i don't need a video what i don't even know what they are do you know what these are so i don't think i've seen a vcd player but i am of the era where i did almost buy a portable dvd player so this was a deal in the late 90s with michael in this one but even in the early 2000s and probably up until like 2005-ish around then, I was, you know, for work, I was like, oh, it'd be actually really good if I had like a portable DVD player, put a DVD in and open it up and flip a little screen up and watch a DVD when I'm away from home. So I think it would have been pretty cool, a little device. And, and you know, everyone now, you've got your phone. It's got so many devices in our phones in our palm of our hand where in the past they were all separate devices and looking at this the screen probably would not even have been as big as an iphone it would have been a tiny little screen the quality would have been god 
probably terrible. Oh, definitely. There's no question in my mind that this looks to me almost like, okay, so I'm going to try to explain it for everybody who's listening, who doesn't want to click on the link. Um, it looks almost like a, like a laptop kind of like you flip it up, like you would a laptop, but it's smaller, like, a like, a maybe the size of a CD player if for all of us dinosaurs that okay, remember CD players. Yeah. So it's like a small square and you flip it up and then I guess you put the disc on the bottom and then mm. there's a small screen at the top, almost like a Playboy, uh, not a Playboy, what was it? Uh, Game Boy. Game like Boy. a Game Boy yeah. screen. And I'm sure the quality was awful because it looks <laughs> like it was awful from the pictures. But this is literally, I mean, Michael was everywhere. I just, I'm just so fascinated. I had never seen, I've never heard of Esonic. I had never seen a video disc player. And I love this. I really do. Michael's like, now I'm going to bring you into the future. And I mean, he did. He ushered I didn't us know this was from the Asia region. I honestly, truly thought this was a European thing. Because oh. all those kids look European. Like, and yeah. it's got his little mate Omar from Norway. He's mm-hmm. in the ad. Um, I don't know if any other like MJ nephews or anything are in here, but little Omar's in there. I like this ad is next level. And I really wish we could find it in amazing quality because it really, I'd be curious to know who directed it because it really has mm. the MJ. Um, the history teaser yeah. vibes to it. Yeah. So it's a really strange sort of ad concept. These kids look like, I don't know, it's like this post-apocalyptic almost sci-fi world. Yeah. And these kids are in these bizarre clothes. Like they are they street urchins or are they just futuristic kids? Like what are they wearing? Mm-hmm. And they're in like alleys and stuff and there's, these cool effects where MJ sort of beams in like a transmission from out of space. And yeah. He looks amazing. Like he this whole era, he looked incredible in the history era. It's one of my favorite MJ jackets of the whole era. Like this, I think he did like a big town hall meeting in some European country in this same jacket. And he just looks like an absolute king. He looks resplendent and royal. And he hands this device, which I guess is futuristic at the time, but to be honest, it's probably not. Like he hands this device to the kids and I'll bring you the future. It's just, And then he smiles and he's just glowing yeah, beams back to wherever he came from. It is just the most bizarre ad, but it's a great use of the Harney remix of Earth Song music on the Blood on the Dance Floor mm. album and from that Earth Song remix, which alone, you know, is a bit sacrilegious to the song Earth Song to do that to it. But <laughs> this, right. this ad makes me love that remix because it's they just the use of that mix is so evocative and futuristic and moody with the sound of like the dog barking and you know the wind and stuff it's I just love this hat it's so random it's so bizarre and he looks amazing in it yeah Michael you know what and it's so Michael like 
Michael loves stuff like this where you're like, where the hell were you going with this? Like, how <laughs> how did we get here? I mean, it works, but I just don't know how we got here, you know? And the ad is very interesting. And it's the, it's an, well, of course, Michael's speaking in English because he didn't bother to learn whatever language of, of whatever country this was going to be playing it. And, he didn't do but, <laughs> what, what That's the most of your Japanese, ain't it? You, y'all don't know. You was the one took Japanese. I did. For, how long? I took Japanese. How long? Just a semester. I got a D. So just one semester. The only thing she did successfully was draw a really just sad caricature of her teacher. It's a that great it. rendition of my teacher. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Everyone in the class thought it was good. I don't know. Um... <laughs> So this is like just a portable DVD player, correct? Yeah. Kind yeah, of, but from what I read, DVD. from what I read, you can't play like a standard DVD on a VCD player. So That's VCDs are has a DVD player, yes. Yeah, so this okay. A VCD yeah. is a different thing. So I didn't even know that a VCD was smaller than a DVD. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is just for VCDs, vi videos, yeah. 10, 10 minutes or less or something. Yeah. Why would you buy this? Why would you buy this? Do these have full movies? Like, who knows what's on these? <laughs> why in the world would you buy this? I, I remember having a portable DVD player back in the really? day. Yeah. When I was a, when I was like 13, 12, 13, I remember having one and yeah, you could play real DVDs on it. And you could watch your little DVDs as you go. I had all this stuff. I was that kid. I had like the portable TV. The DVD when the DVD player came out, I had that. So like that's what I'm like. Is this that? But you're saying it's not quite that. You can only play these very short yes. videos on yes. it. Yes, you can only play VC. Well, I don't know if that was short. They, they, I think the disc itself was smaller, so maybe okay. there was a full movie, but maybe the quality was not as good as a DVD. Yeah, maybe. and maybe so. Like, and this is this is in the late '90s, so I'm talking about when I was a teen. That's in the mm -hmm. 2000s, in the 20, 20, 2000. You know, so I, I'm not I'm not talking about this time so i definitely didn't have it at this time so this would be still cutting edge in its time michael yeah. was really big on technology so i this does not seem foreign to me that he would involve himself with this because he really what remember when he had that aol online chat yeah. <laughs> no he was later talking he to fans okay he was such a nerd <laughs> okay so look so vcds are able to hold 74 minutes of picture and sound information so you can they are mpeg how many minutes uh, 74 minutes of picture and sound information so okay. you can so it's the same duration as a standard 74 minute audio cd but you can also put picture information on it plus sound information so you can use uh video frames um, like short bursts, like Q was saying, short bits of video, and then also music or sounds, different sounds on it too. So you could do both, but it's not a DVD. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it feels very like, <laughs> what else you going to use this with? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, like again, so it's in a particular market. I wonder how it did, you know, but the, mm. the, the, uh, the um, actual advertisement, I, I agree with Q, very well done, very extremely well done. Um, and it does get you excited to maybe go buy it. And then you realize you can't do much with it, but you've done bought it. And the ad was really good. Yeah. Well, I guess the people who bought it did a lot with it. I don't know. Like, remember back in the day, you used to burn your CDs and like put whatever mix and music you wanted on the LimeWire days. Y'all remember that? 
So, I mean, maybe this was kind of the same thing. Maybe you could burn like bits of video or bits of, uh, I don't even know, bits of something MPEG. plus, yeah, plus bits of music and you could have it all on one device. If you guys want to buy one right now on eBay, if you've got a thousand bucks, you can, or Let me tell make, you. Or no. make your best offer. You can also submit an offer. So go low, y'all. Go low. Start at like 300. They're going to be offended. But well, if you're going to do that, I got I got a VCR to sell. They should be sell, offended yeah. because a thousand is ridiculous. <laughs> they should be offended. And we're offended by a thousand. I would pay money for this ad in good quality, but I don't think I'd pay for the product. <laughs> because what do you do books, with right? it? What do we yeah, do with do? it? Right. Disc baby. What does that mean? Okay. Well, so listen, funny. if you're listening to us from an Asian country, please let us know the same way y'all schooled us on BTS and who those very, very shiny and beautiful boys are. Please let us know what a what a video disc baby is. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, listen, this was fun. So much fun. Does anybody, I want to give you guys like 30 seconds each to wrap this up. What do you guys think about the vintage Michael ads? And what do you wish maybe Michael had been a spokesperson for or think he would have been a good spokesperson for that he didn't make an ad for? I'll start with Q. Wow, that is throwing me a curveball. That's such <laughs> a good question. Ooh, I think I'm just going to go like low-hanging fruit. I think he should have partnered more with Disney hmm. in the 80s and the 90s and done a lot more spokesperson and sort of ads for Disney. Like... Even, you know, he did Captain EO at Disney. He had an attraction at Disney parks worldwide. He should have done ads for that. That would have been amazing. He did yeah. do some TV specials. He did anniversary specials with Disney. And we got some great stuff out of that right from the early 80s um, to when he was, what was it? I think there was some sort of interview he did and he did like a promo where he's like walking up the street of Magic Kingdom Park down in Florida. So he's done a little bit of stuff, but that's just because you threw that at me out of nowhere. So that's low-hanging fruit. I think he could have done some <laughs> great ads with Disney. Um, but I, and that we're calling this Esonic Disc Baby from 1995, a vintage ad is, I don't know how, because that was only five years ago. So... <laughs> That's but right. That, and we were this, mere babes then. We, we were, were just mere yeah. babes. <laughs> uh, but that's probably my favorite from today's episode. I just, it's the most random and high quality ad, I think, yeah. out of today's. Yeah. User one, same questions. I really like the California Raisin. And, and I think that's just because I remember that as a kid, them, them damn singing raisins. And I just got a kick out of them even then. And so I thought that that's really cool. And I just, when I watched it again for this episode, seeing Michael as the claymation and then seeing Jafara in my mind's eye, I was like, man, them Jackson jeans so are strong. Yeah, they are they strong. Are. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't see Prince or Paris, but I, I did see Oh Jafara. my God. You didn't have um, to bring them children up at all. It was so <laughs> unnecessary. We were in a, going not. in a positive direction. I don't direction. want no, because I don't want no smoke from the family. okay now 
who I think he should have done an ad with. Okay, I'll tell you guys who I think. A sock company, Hanes. Oh. Somebody with the white socks. Why can't oh. we do with the white socks? That's good, actually. That is good. Yeah. So, like, he would have made been... a lot of sock money. They would have bought glitter socks because you know how many people messed up their socks trying to trying to glue sequins on yeah. them? Or just trying to go, you know, do the Michael moves in your socks on, on the kitchen floor or whatever. Like, I feel like he could have really made something out of the sock. A sock. Yeah. A sock move. Yeah. Um, I but can see I the think... ad being something like, what well, Tom, uh, Tom uh, what's his name? in risky business when he slides across the floor what's that man's name tom, yeah, tom cruise cruise yeah i could see like something like that but with the socks that would be that would have been cool i thought that would have been cool but yeah I, I i just think he the diversity of ads he did over his um and you know and and merchandising that he did it's pretty pretty it's pretty strong you know we go all the way from dr pepper um and cereal ads to a disc baby and uh va 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 voom perfume it's just it kind of goes he kind of went everywhere and um i think that that's just smart you know i think sometimes we forget that artists not make money off of more than just their actual art they make money off of their popularity and the fact that they have an audience that advertisers want to potentially tap into and I think Michael did a great job all the way starting with episode uh six we we went all the way back to the 70s and then ending today in the 90s with ads for Michael so that's pretty impressive you should have done a beer ad now that I'm thinking about it I think that would have (laughs) been hilarious you should have done a beer ad (laughs) could you see Michael drinking a beer though Oh my God! Not he wouldn't even That's he wouldn't even touch so Pepsi. <laughs> he wouldn't even touch Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're right. It would have been like the ha ha. Like it, a beer. You know what? I could see him maybe drinking maybe a wine ad, like uh, uh like a, a nice because he liked his wine now. A nice, even though wine don't really have ads like that. Yo, do they? Well, they could if Michael did it. They would. <laughs> yeah i mean i look i hope that everybody takes away from this episode that michael didn't just do the pepsi commercials i think people are i think uh casual michael fans or the general public just remember him from the pepsi commercials and pepsi did a really good job with michael they did a good job capitalizing on his success capitalizing on his music catalog to sell pepsi cola but he did more than just pepsi ads and so i hope when everybody listens to these this episode and yesterday's episode that they remember that Michael did things other than with Pepsi. I think Michael would have done a really good job with a hair ad, something, some kind of hair product because his hair always looked not, I don't say always look good, but in the (laughs) eighties, his hair looked great. And in the nineties, his hair looked great. You know, we started going off the rails in the, in the two thousands, but Prior to that, I mean, his hair always looked perfect. And I think he would have done really well selling some kind of hair product, whether he used it or not. People would have believed that that's what he used to look perfect. So I think that was a missed opportunity. That's a great one. I think you might win with that suggestion. Yeah. So, well, that's the hairstylist in me. I'm always like, oh, we could have done something with hair. But anyway, 
This has been fun, guys. I'm so glad that I got to spend the last two days with the two of you. And if you guys are on my grown-up Christmas list as people to hang out with. So thank you so oh, much yes. for hanging out with uh, with me for the last two days. Q, again, thank you. Thank you. You are a rock star. Thank you so much for everything you've done for this episode and everything that you do for the Michael Jackson fan community. Oh. We absolutely love you and adore you and you're coming back on the show. So I don't, if you guys don't like to hear us having our chats, shits and giggles with Q, then too bad because too he's bad. coming back. He's coming back. It was a party. Too bad. It's always <laughs> it a good a time. When one we're day in- it'll be a party in real life. Yes, yes. We're coming to Australia and hopefully Q's going to come over to America. We can take him to go get some Southern barbecue and some fried yes. chicken and to have a good time. So as soon I'm- as that exchange rate is better, I'll be back in Raleigh. <laughs> yes, come <laughs> see us. so bad at the moment. Oh my God, our dollar is so low. It is really bad. Oh, our dollar is bad too, honey. You- so you come to Australia because you'll be millionaires over here. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 But y'all got we big like bugs to pretend. kangaroos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we like to, to act. Yeah. yeah. Lie. We like to lie. <laughs> Bad. Merry Christmas, all. Yes. Merry Christmas, Q. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And you. to our listeners, we just rounded out day seven. We will see you guys tomorrow for day eight of the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, oh, wait a minute. And we have a special, something special is going to happen on the 25th beyond the last day oh of god Christmas. oh god y'all what don't is know it? user 1.5 don't even know what it is. i don't know either <laughs> i can't take no more i can't <laughs> <laughs> y'all come save me we'll see y'all tomorrow 